We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Go, there we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's live show. Joined as always by Brandon Sprague. I'm Danny Murray. Thanks everybody for coming in. Let everybody get settled in. Uh, Sam White, howdy. James Pizarro, let me eat. Always when I'm making dinner. Well, it's either when you're making dinner during games or um, I guess uh, during uh, Thursday night football. Thursday <laughs> night football, baby. <coughs> Excuse me while I die. Sid Monroe, I jumped in here like Greg Brown in preseason. Listen, take it easy. Take it easy, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll get everybody in here real quick. We'll get going. we got plenty of things to cover, um, even though they had a game literally last night. Um, I think there's more things we can kind of expand on uh, as far as like overall, as opposed to last night and uh, kind of what's going on. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think. Uh, also, Sprague and I are going to make predictions and uh, for all of the major awards, uh, and we'll find some way to uh, put something very embarrassing on the line. I'm not sure what. We'll find why something. Do we need, why do we need to do that? Do you want to have it be money? Why do we need to make any bet? <laughs> these, these picks are going to be awful. I, I know. That's kind of half the fun is... <laughs> I, I had like a three-year run where I did really well from like 16 to 19, and since then I have just... Well, I've had guys that were like in the mix, but I, I've kind of gone dark horse, dark horse, dark horse across the board. Mm. And that just bites you in the ass, particularly in the NBA. The odds are set the way they are for a reason. Yeah. Uh, there have been some injuries that have derailed some other stuff too, but uh, other than that, yeah, it's been uh, been not great, Bob. Uh, I think have you eaten that chip yet? No, I'm doing that probably tomorrow or Saturday. Oh, that sounds awful. It's going to so, It's going to suck. So for your, oh, it's going to be awful. I feel bad for your butthole. <laughs> I feel awful for my butthole. It's going to oh, be not good. A disaster. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be fun. Uh, let me go and do all the social stuff. All right. Let's get this thing going. Um, yeah, this is going to be, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to be like a Debbie Downer session. Um, but I don't think it's going to be uh, real uplifting in any sort of fashion. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Debbie Downer in what, 
capacity, like from yesterday's stuff? Just in I, general, not not even just yesterday, just the preseason in general. I think it's the easiest way to kind of jump into this is that what has been your overall takeaway from three preseason games? Is good, bad, otherwise, do you care? I don't. I don't. I don't know if my stance on preseason basketball has changed. Because here, here's just the reality. I think mm. we could start it off with this. I think it's pretty documented now. Dame doesn't care. Why should I care? Fair. He didn't play the second game. He's not playing the Golden State game. Yeah, he's not playing Friday. I guess that's an easy way to jump into this. Uh, we'll put it up here on the screen for anybody watching right now. Casey Holdall, Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Tony Snell, and Sierra Little, and Cody Zeller are all out for Friday's preseason finale against Golden State. So they don't care. Um, well, I don't know how much of that is they don't care because only one guy is on that list on the I don't care list, and that's, and that's Dame. Because yeah, but you you also protect Ant. You can't risk Ant hurting his finger more before the season starts. He's your sixth man. Yeah, but I I'm almost certain they want him to get run. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. I just so I don't know. I'm getting a, I'm getting a real vibe. I was I was doing some thinking last night after the pod, and well, yesterday afternoon I should say, and then I which I, was I wonderful did, having a game done at that time. Oh God, glory be to God for that one. Um, <laughs> I can feel bothered by the fact that they played like they didn't care, even though, as you labeled it, a dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. But overall, I just I think I have concluded that I don't care because they don't care. And if they don't care, all right, if you don't care, roll it out then on Wednesday against the Kings and we'll find out how much of that is going to bite you in the ass or you're going to be able to look at idiots like us and say, you guys were freaking out about a Phoenix preseason game when all we cared about was the WNBA finals more than the game itself. Yeah, when I take a look at this, I I think holistically, I'm not freaking out, but I'm looking at stuff and going, give me something to build off of, because I haven't I haven't seen that. But but the build, I think what they okay, I'm I'm kind of playing like their side of this mm -hmm. a little bit, but I this is stuff I was thinking about last night. I think they would respond with, well, what what do you want to see? Because you've seen great offense for ten years, so is is it defensive? You're going to, we're going to, that's going to take time anyway. We, we've talked about that, that they weren't going to start as a top 10 unit. They were going to work no. from the bottom and try to get up into the top 15. That's going to take time. And I, I don't, I guess I, I would say, I don't know if a preseason half or quarter really, does that really make you walk away going, yep, I can see it. Or do you go, it's preseason basketball? Uh, I think I'm actually leaning more towards the, the former. Like you've got to show me something. You know, and that's, I think that's where I'm kind of, that's where I'm kind of caught off. Gesundheit. Thank you. Did I, did I mute it fast enough? Yeah, you, you, you muted it well. All Hope right. It's nice. I love, love it. Love it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I haven't, I haven't seen that thing. Like there's, there's, if you're talking about individual players, I've seen some things from Nance that I really like. I've seen some things from Ant that I really like. I have seen the offense. I saw some people on Twitter, uh, on the comments on Blazers Edge, and the podcast last night, uh, and the live show last night, all talking about, oh, I really enjoy the movement. I, I, I don't know what anybody is watching because it's disjointed and broken as hell. It, everybody's stepping on each other's toes. It, it's, and this is kind of the thing that I, I've, I've pushed back against of, oh, you just need a coach to come in and run their system. And it's, you, you, don't, you don't do that with guys in year 10. You don't tell guys in year 10 to run your system. 
you you run what they do well. That's why you, David Black got ran out of Cleveland. It's, it's like, exactly why. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not running doing this. He's not. He's, and guess what? They brought Blatt in to run a more egalitarian yep. offense. And then the they brought greatest basketball player alive was like, no, <laughs> no, nah, I'm going to go ahead and be the playmaking hub. Thanks. And we're going to do <laughs> shit my way. And I'm going to grind and I'm going to do this. And I've, and this isn't like me, like saying oh, Chauncey can't do this. I don't think any coach can do this. I don't think you can take veteran players and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're, we're good here. Uh, you just do what I say no matter how much cachet they have. And I, th- I think that's kind of a, a weird place to be. So for everybody's like, oh, they just need to buy in. They just need to buy in. I don't know how much of it's buy-in, man. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, here's the thing I'll say on the coach front. Like, I, 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 mean, I don't think how I don't know how anybody, whether you do a podcast or you write or you just watch as a fan, I don't know how anybody walks away with any conclusions or real opinions of Chauncey as a coach yet. No. Um, but I, I was thinking back to the last. Um, I, I just recently, on my vacation, I read the Mina Fader book on Giannis, the Giannis mm-hmm. book. Which, go get it. Oh, Mirren is fantastic. She's the best profile writer that is out there right now. Uh, yeah, highly advised. Ten out of ten. It makes you somehow like Giannis more. That being said, you get to the part of the book about Jason Kidd, <laughs> and yeah, when, when you Oof. say Jason Kidd, uh, I think two things. I think rival to Gary Payton 
and guy I despised because everybody was like, kids better than Peyton. And while I can acknowledge yeah. he, he was, yeah. I didn't want to admit it as a, as a younger person. No, who right? does? The second thing is Jason Kidd is in the all-time conversation of greatest point guard ever to breathe oxygen. He has as much to his name. He's a top five point guard player easily can have. And basically you read that book and you go, Oh, that didn't matter once he became a coach. And that is a thing to just think about in the back of your mind. Once the regular season starts of not to doubt Chauncey or to suggest he won't get it done. No, if things start going bad or it doesn't look like it's getting better defensively and their offense is a little, I don't know, weird and kind of, as you mentioned, tripping over each other's toes, bear that in mind that even Jason Kidd, when he started this thing, the players didn't care that that was Jason Kidd, no. former great point guard. They were like, you're the coach. And he couldn't get that done. And they care about that, not what you did 15 years ago. So. Just keep that in mind with Chauncey going forward this season. Very few legendary players are great coaches. It's it's very hard. Now, you could argue Chauncey wasn't great enough. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, that's... Everybody's a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, C.J. McCollum is going to be a Hall of Famer. I don't think so. I will bet you... We'll figure it out. I'll bet you $20. Okay, I'll take that. Once you leave the Jack Ramsey's Enterprise <laughs> and you go start the National Basketball podcast we will remember this conversation and chauncey's like his fourth year on the ballot or whatever and they're like cj or, or uh, not chauncey cj like cj mccollum would be a hall of famer no i don't think so i mean i i know the bar is low but it's uh, very low it's and that's, very, not, and that's not like a shot at cj cj's a, a great player but he's not he's not on that but he, he didn't have the collegiate or international success that'll that'll make that happen but he beat duke he beat Duke one time. Wow, you really putting the bar that low, huh? You're a monster. Oh, the the Hall of Fame of the basketball is a GD joke. Of a it Hall of it Fame. is, but you it's still have to like the Mendoza line isn't that low. I'm like, expecting Jamal Crawford to get in next year. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's how little I think of the NBA <sighs> Hall of Fame or the uh, Pro Basketball Hall of Fame. So I saw something in here that was kind of interesting. Uh, kind of a thought. I think it. Pushes us further. This is from Kirk. Milwaukee deserves to not care about the preseason, not Portland. I think that's like, if you're trying to get things started, if you're trying to show change, I think you want to show that, hey, no, we can do X, Y, or Z. I have not seen them do X, Y, or Z yet. And that's where I think my frustration lies. And it's not, I'm not sitting here cooking them, but I'm running into this thing where you're getting branching roads of, Yes, they need their time, and I'm not making any judgments. But the the pattern so far has been negative, but they need their time. Okay, that's cool. But at the same time, this is the, the critical year for Damian Lillard, yes? So you, you get into the season. What happens if things don't go as well as it's not the roster's fault? Do you re- Do you revert back to everything else that you already did? Like, how long can you go? How many games can you lose? And that's where I, I I struggle or try to figure out where I land on this because I'm giving it 20 games. I just don't know how they're going to play. Are they going to be 13-7, and 8-12? and 12? Like, where where do they fall in that? That, that? The first 20 games is not easy. And so when I look at all of this, I go, man, they're in kind of a weird place because typically when you're installing a new coach, you – 
you see those those rudimentary changes. Oh yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, okay, no, there's. Have you seen anything like that where you're like, oh, I get this, I I, I understand this because I haven't seen it yet. No, I mean, I I haven't. You know, I said this yesterday, but I you know, for a couple people maybe missed the pod. I I I haven't seen real substantial change defensively that makes me go, well, they're going to be in the top twelve this year in the NBA. It. It looked largely the same. You could even make an argument it looked worse yesterday because, as you mentioned, they went on every up fake that Phoenix possibly oh, could, could dole out. Here's a here's a, a thing, though. This is a real thing to me. Dame's going into year 10. We we He may commit to Portland and surprise everybody and be like, no, nah, I'm not going to leave. I, what, this is what I it is. I think that's a more likely thing than, than, than people that are worried about are, are leaning towards. It's it's possible, but I'll tell you right now, if you barely make the playoffs, you get swept in round one. I don't know how you go home and you're like, yeah, I'm cool with this. Uh, no problems at all. But I think when you when you observe Dame in the preseason, does he strike you as a guy that's like, I got a new coach, a new start? Or does he kind of strike you as, we're just going to roll this thing out, I'm going to be Dame, and we're going to play? Because I, I would say it's the latter in that scenario. Yeah. And that can that can be okay. They can still end up being fine in the regular season. But if you're looking, if somebody like yourself or other fans out there are looking for evidence that this is going to be better or different, um, you know, it's a remember the Titan situation. Attitude reflect leadership, Captain. And if the captain's like, eh, who cares? Let's just go play basketball. Like, I can't imagine that everybody else is going to be that much different. That's Damian Lillard's way of kind of viewing it, in, in my my opinion. And that could, again, be fine, but I think that's kind of like a, it's a domino effect. If that's how he's approaching it, why why is everybody else approaching it differently? They're not. And I think you're kind of seeing that with the way they played. I wonder if Dame is, this is again, this is me tightening the tinfoil on the corners, right? I wonder if Dame is just like, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to play my way. Uh, I, I don't know if necessarily it's going to be he's going to give it the real college try. He's saying all the right things, but he said he's going into year 10. How much of an opportunity do you think this is for him to be like, nah, like I'm going to listen, but I'm going to do this my way. And not like, you know, be defunct about it and, and cause problems, but kind of he'll play the role to like the level that he needs to. But then when it comes, push comes to shove, he's going to go, now nah, we're going back to the way it needs to be. Well, he's he's in his tenth season. He's made multiple All NBA teams. He's clearly a guy that wants to win, and we want to watch him win here. But you're gonna take the ball out of his hands. Well, yeah. Why would he? Why would he go? Let's give Nurk more more looks. It's like, what if you're down ten against Boston? Is he gonna go? Let's let's run it with Nurk facilitating at the top here, Chance. (laughs) No, he's give me the damn ball. Get out of the way. I'm gonna get a three. Like. That, I, I can't blame him for that. I'm not, no. That's not even a criticism. That, like That's where we're at with this, and people need to wake up to that. You do not see guys of this caliber at this juncture of their career. Go this way. They, they, go way away they from don't. what they have been doing. It's just, it's inherent. It's in them. That's why Melo struggled to stay in the league at the end of the last couple of years. Because he just couldn't change. He couldn't change, and I can't fault him for it. No. If that's who he's been since middle school. Hey, Melo, go get us a There bucket. are two, two legitimate Hall of Fame caliber players who have changed their game. Vince Carter, and I maybe I've overstated this a little bit, but Rudy Gay. One, because, because they got old. The other was because they got injured. But as far as guys that were all-star caliber players who 
things just changed. They yeah. accepted different roles. It does not happen to those dudes, those top tier alpha, yep. you know, predatory monsters of the NBA. They're not just going to roll over and show their belly. Yeah. Like this is not, it's just not how it goes. And you have too many egos and it's just not going to happen. So, so what does that say about what to look forward to? Then I guess would be my question. That's like, where I keep coming. I it. keep coming back to those 20 games. What do you like, think Neil has thought so far about preseason? Uh, privately, this isn't yeah, good. Really? I, th- I think so. Because I, see, I, d- well, I don't know if they care I've seen, over there, man. I, 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 I think know. they have because they care about how they're perceived be- because they know what they did as far as the full court press with it's, it's Terry, 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 Terry. I mean, we've already seen some people kind of parrot that stuff even more, lay it on even thicker in the past right. week. Right. So, yeah, I... I do think that they're, you know, they're, they're putting it all out on the table. And if this backfires, they're going to look awful. And I'm not saying it is. They could. I saw somebody in here say, um, if they start the season anywhere near what we've been seeing in the preseason, I'll be shocked. I think they're going to come out and be on fire when the season starts. We shall see. I wish I had that kind of faith. I have seen nothing. This team has never gone from looking like a dumpster fire to starting the season. Mm-hmm. To being good. This, well, this how often do they go from looking like a dumpster fire like this to the season starting? How many times would you say that's happened? This is the fourth time they've looked really bad in the preseason, and each one of those times they've looked really bad to start the year. I think it's going to help who they're starting against. I know the Kings do play them tough. I'm not in a weird kind of way. Yeah, that's you know, it's it, it, would you? I mean, you'd want like Oklahoma City, obviously, yeah. but. It's the Kings. Like, the Kings are the Kings until they're not the Kings. You know what I mean? The one thing I worry about in that regard is that they are guard-heavy, probing, and that could put some strain on their defense. And I think that's a good good transition here is that we are less than a week away from opening night. Um, We'll kind of get into some predictions here in a bit. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What are you expecting from opening night? I mean, I'm ex- I'm expecting a win. I'm expecting... I'm not really expecting a lot defensively. 
Um, I, I know that can kind of sound stupid because we're all looking for the improvement. Again, I just don't think they're going to be better defensively. It's not going to flip. No, it's 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 going to fall in line with us. 20, 25 games. And by like game 18, if that defense is not showing signs, then start the panic meter because that's not going to flip. Like that is a problem and that's going to stay a problem. I guess I'm just looking for a nice blazer win. Like I'm, I'm not expecting a 20-point blowout. There's too many dogs on Sacramento to allow that happen in my no. opinion. And so I'm, I'm mainly just... It's such a boring answer. I hate to give it to you, but I no, it's for Blazers. It's a good place to be. Kings one oh five. You know what I mean? Like they end up winning. It's tightened some spots, but Damon CJ come through. Like that's all I'm looking for. Game one, and then games two, games three. Like that's and the schedule, as you mentioned, and, and we've run through this. Man, their first fifteen to twenty games, they're gonna get like, punched got, in the face a couple times. They got Philly twice in there. They got the Clippers twice in there. They they got some Phoenixes in there. Memphis, like they got some yeah. real heavy hitters that could easily beat them. And if you don't start getting that turned around by two, three, four, it's not inconceivable they have a slow start this year. Which you never want to have a slow start. But I would I would argue that a slow start this year is the most detrimental because of everything because of Chauncey coming in for Terry because of all the summer stuff with Damian Lillard because of use of Nurkic's contract year because Anthony Simons is in a contract year you this is like you the only way this could be quote-unquote worse as far as a, a situation is if Damian Lillard was in a contract year like if this was if he was heading towards unrestricted free agency and he didn't you know didn't sign an extension that is about as as the only way you could set up all the circumstances around it to be worse than what they are right now and when i think you're looking at those those kind of things you want to find something to feel good about now obviously tomorrow against the the warriors uh, we'll have Samus Fendiari on the pre on the pregame uh, and i'm kind of interested to think of kind of pick his brain of, of where he sees Portland at like just from an outside perspective what are the expectations because I think they're kind of in line with what the Warriors are I think if the Warriors get healthy they get clay back if Jordan Poole really hits if Wiseman really hits they could be up in that higher division but I think they're roughly about where Portland sits if they're healthy and I, I just I don't know what outside of this market would be an acceptable start and a conclusion to the season what are you looking for for game one, then? I want to say I want to see the changes, but I just want to see them be on the same page. you got to play a game that counts. So it's yeah. Like, that's what's hard to identify. Like, oh, I want to see this. It's game one. A lot of teams are going to be shaky. Like, for God's sakes, we, we did that podcast yesterday, and then Charlotte said, hold my beer. I'm going to lose by 75 <laughs> points. Like... Imagine doing a, a Hornet podcast. Welcome in. They scored 57. They never scored 20 and a quarter. Let's break it down. But you could also say, hey, whatever, it's preseason basketball. I've seen that a lot, and I, I get it. It is. but I, I just want to see Portland on the good side of it. They have not been on the good side of it at all other than a couple guys here or there. And I just it, – it, it, it's a weird place to be, right? I, I guess, I guess like, tomorrow is interesting because, one, it's, it's the Warriors, right? It's always – fun to play the Warriors and Jordan Poole is like the front runner right now in Vegas to be the sixth man of the year. And I Which totally get it. He looked really good. Yeah, he has. You know, I get it. Um, but, you know, whether Nance plays well or Nurk 
does some positive things or CJ gets some buckets. Are those really things we're going to talk about in the postgame of like, yep, I saw it. Dame's not playing. And the reality is if Dame's not playing, and by the way, your six man's not playing, mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm putting much of anything. It could help somebody like you who wants to see something, but for me... I want to see Nurk. I want to remain unchanged. Because I remain unchanged. every game he's been in so far, he's been subpar. I, I totally agree. But if Dame's not playing, like, if you can't... It do does it change the out. coverage around everything else. I just... Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm I'm tired of caveating everything. I just... Yeah. You know, that, that's why I'm, I'm looking for that... Like I said last night, I'm looking for that good string to pull. Like, give me something... Like, I'm, I'm just a big tuna, man. I'm just a big tuna, just waiting. Just jump the water. Let me hit the line. Give me something good. I'm not going to... I'm getting tired of circling around. You're just throwing a worm on a hook give me something good to hit Ooh, tuna eat fish brother i know they that's what i'm saying you, you, you give, <laughs> throw that mackerel out there let me hit that thing all right that's just yeah. and that's all they've done so far is throwing the worm on the hook it's i just i'm not seeing this is a thing this is why i push back against you a little bit this on is this. because you don't give a damn about preseason well no i mean i've made that abundantly clear we've had fun with that but like the um, the main reason i push back I don't say you're wrong. I just don't agree. But the, the main reason for me is that I've not seen anybody at one center court go, this ain't great. Ah, we need to be better here. Like, it's just, it's like, there's not a concern with any of this for them publicly. Maybe, maybe that's a bit of a problem. That could be a problem. Absolutely. But I kind of want, I kind of wonder, 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 wonder if they're just trying to downplay everything, but behind the scenes they're kind of like, eh, this hasn't been great. Because remember, we got this same spiel last year with Terry. When they brought in Boylan and they ran the aggressive scheme, it was, it's going to take time. It's going to take time. And then by the time it got to game 12 and Nurk breaks his freaking wrist and CJ gets the fracture in his ankle, everybody's like, bag this up, throw it away, we're done, we're going back to what we know but well, they had to, though, right? I mean, it was yeah. like, well, we just lost two pivotal players. Let's let's, let's say everybody stays healthy. I think they're in the same situation. If they get to game 12, game 15, and they look like ass on the defensive end of the court, they may have to just bag it. But here's the thing. They don't have the old scheme and the old coaching staff to fall back on. So... Does it become the players go to Roy Rogers and go, well, this is how we used to do this. These are the calls that we had for this. And like they reinstall their old defense. And again, I'm not trying to get like a a, a panic started because that's not where I'm at. But I, I start looking at like the different paths you can go and none of them look great right now. That could flip on its head. They could go out there and they could just raffle stomp the Kings. And we're like, all right, Sprague, you're right. Preseason doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about. I was putting way too much stock into this. Uh, yeah. Take preseason, put it in the howitzer, and fired it, you know, into the mountains. Can I Can I also – so I'm not – no shade meant here. Uh, I tweeted something earlier to one of our listeners, and, you know, I got some likes and some comments, and, you know, everybody's entitled to their opinion. The whole, like, well, this is from the last regime and oh, you've got to give them a change. No, but hold on. I just want to say something on that. There might be validity to it in the sense of they have, Dame has for 10 years and CJ for nine and Nurk now for five, for five. six. 
yeah. whatever he's at since he got here. They have developed the way that they play, and to to change that dr- dramatic uh, dramatically, it's that's going to be tough. But I, what I would say to that is, don't throw the coach under the bus. Throw the general manager under the bus because you know, I know, and I know that guy knows. Did you expect these guys, these creatures of habit, to welcome a new era of, well, you're not playing the way you used to? By the way, your usage rate is going down. I need you to work more on defense. Oh, and the guy that lets you do whatever you want, he's gone, and somebody else is going to come in and tell you 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 need to listen. That's insanity. That's, one, (laughs) not fair to Chauncey, and two – that is that's placing blame in the wrong way. You're placing blame on Terry, who got those guys to the playoffs every year, and instead you should be placing it on the general manager for going, I'm going to run this same team that gets bumped in a round one. I'm going to run it back by golly, and they're going to be different guys. That's a general manager problem. That's not a former coach problem. Yeah, it's exactly. It's, it's a personnel thing, and it's one of those things where it's like, eh. Uh, <laughs> somebody... Uh, Cody says, this is the, now it's the tuna empire. And Sid, please don't make me visualize you as a gimpy tuna. That's that's me. I am the tuna missing a fin. Do you think you'd get eaten? I was told in Waikiki that uh, the biggest marlin ever caught is in Hawaii. And when they caught it, it died because, because it had a 500-pound tuna stuck in its throat. It choked on the tuna. Oh, my God. It's, it's supposed to be like a legendary. There's a photo of We didn't see it, but the, they got the tuna out. So, and they, so and it means the, the marlin is probably like massive. 900 pounds, 1,000 pounds. He, he, he said, I think he said it was or is the biggest marlin ever caught. And it was in that bay that we were at. And I never ended up seeing it, but I'm like, are you that tuna? Are you the tuna that gets swallowed <laughs> yeah. by the marlin? But you're like. We're both going down here, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I just just turned sideways on the way down. I'm going to wedge myself in here. <laughs> We're both screwed, buddy. Um, side story, I was stationed in Diego Garcia. It's a uh, horseshoe-shaped island in the middle of the Indian Ocean on the equator. I went there after being in Afghanistan for three weeks. I was a bash monitor, which means I sat on a freeway and kept the birds away. It was a uh, it was a deployment uh, vacation, basically. It's like, hey, you've been in Afghanistan for a year and a half, bud. Why don't you go uh, sit in the sun for a couple weeks and chill? And shoot birds. So yeah, I literally sat on the flight line with a shotgun and and you know basketball shorts and flip flops <laughs> to keep the albatross from hitting the props. Um, <laughs> but this horseshoe shaped island has this giant lagoon, and when the water comes up, you can take a little tiny boat or not a tiny boat, ocean boat, out over the sandbar into the open, open ocean. It's incredible. Like you can see, Down, oh yeah. my god, it's yeah. terrifying. You can see everything. Yeah, and you can go fishing for the just everything: hammerhead sharks, hundred pound tuna. Oh, everything's legal there. It's just oh, it's, it's, it's oh yeah. I mean, you're in the middle yeah. of the Indian Ocean on the equator. It's Right. Nobody's going to do a damn thing. Right. My buddy pulled a 600-pound swordfish. They fought it for like four hours. And I was just like, how the hell is this a real thing? We brought it back with some tuna. We had these fish fries, you know, like every night. Yeah. Um, But yeah, the the marlin made me think of that, of just, of literally like 100-degree days just sitting out on the ocean, literally in the middle of nowhere. If you guys want to have fun with the... with Google Maps, go go look up Diego Garcia. It's an incredible little tiny island. It's like I think it's like six miles total, Jeez. and like most of it is airfield. So yeah. uh, the the another cool fun or not cool but dumb fact: the queen keeps her crabs and her lobsters there. So 
it's, oh. it's, it's a British Isle. So yeah, there you go. Well, there's a, there's a lot of those British Isles out there. I, yeah. I think, I think basically we're asking, is Neil going to be the Marlin or is he going to be the tuna? Oh, he's the tuna. And, well, here's the other thing. Dame's the Marlin here. That's the let, thing. Let me get my tin hat on. Yes, we, that's we we need to get Jack Ramsey sponsored uh, tin foil hats. Tin foil hats. I'll put it on here and I'll play a game with you. Mm-hmm. Let me get my third eye out. Damian Lillard is always going to play good basketball. He's going to get the no recognition, and the love. Damian Lillard did not get what he wanted this summer. Clearly pissed off by all the reports that went on. Saw Giannis win. Says. No, I want to win in Portland. That's going to feel that feeling is what I want is what Giannis has right now mm-hmm. as he throws shots at James Harden for abandoning Houston. But the ownership loves Neil. I don't want to be a public guy who runs people out. So what if I don't give a damn about some new system? Cuz I know if this, we play this if I This play is that way, that's what I was getting to earlier. I was like, what if I I I I kind of buy in. I kind of buy in, but I also not entirely sabotage, but what? What if you know? You know what does Neil do at that point? Like, if you the same place, you're gonna call out Damian you, Lillard. You ain't gonna do that. You're not gonna trade him. Not unless he requests it. And if you trade him without a request, oh, good luck getting out of Lake Oswego there, bud. Yeah, that's that's um, that's a non-starter. So you know, I look. We this is this is how I think excited, nervous, everything you want to say about the season. I saw far more. Can we trade for Simmons now? Yesterday, then I thought oh God, I yes. preseason basketball. And here's the thing: uh, you can throw CJ under the bus all you want. CJ's not my favorite player, but he's incredibly talented. I, I I understand what you guys. If Damian Lillard did not exist, I think I would like CJ a lot more. Like just because I I think their their skill sets and how they overlap. I don't think you get to maximize both of them in that regard. But I also fundamentally believe that CJ is 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 a businessman first and foremost. He is not going to go out there and lay an egg. He's going to go out there and take care of business and do what he needs to do. Right. So even though he is shot like crap <laughs> this preseason, I don't care. It until it's a problem, I just don't care. Damian yeah. Lillard, I just don't care. You you both those guys have track records of being so good offensively that I don't care. Now Yusuf Nurkic, now I care. And that's where I, watching him last yesterday afternoon throw up weak flip shots and get his ass kicked by DeAndre Ayton, I was sitting there going, okay, here we go again. S- same stuff, huh? You you wanted the usage, you wanted the ball, you wanted to be more impactful, mm-hmm. and you ended up doing the same thing that you got last time. And I just, it it it, it, it worries me and it bothers me that the things I think you want to have, you have some sort of answer about, you have not gotten anything uh, nearly as as close to what you want it to be. Well, where we probably would disagree, uh, at least to a certain extent, I, I don't, you know, the Nurk stuff is real. It's If he's yeah. not getting touches, I, I'm not going to be surprised by anything. You know, if he's... No, when they, when, when they roll it back and he gets frustrated. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, we know that that's his temperament, right? Neil might throw him under the bus as a scapegoat, like, "Hey, we're gonna make a trade." Oh, like, I, a hundred percent. That's that's the first lever you pull if things go sideways, right? This year. But here, here is my ultimate point on that. I just, I don't see the value. I don't see what player you're getting in return that's truly gonna turn things around for you. What player is that from what team? 
I think you're trying to find a deal with for for a Miles Turner. Uh, why does Indiana want to do that? I think they want to get away from two centers. I think if you move Nurk, you're moving him to a third team. Yeah, I I don't know, man. I I just I don't. I'll believe that when I see it. I just I don't think his value is that great. I don't think trading Nurkic solves much outside of just getting a malcontent out of Portland. And maybe that in itself is a win. <laughs> that that's one of those things where you're like, ah, well, that's not exactly a terrible thing. <laughs> uh, speaking of not terrible things, uh, these are going to be terrible things. Uh, that's that's a professional transition right there. Uh, yes. The uh, the gambling goblins are out, Sprague. We, oh yes, they are. I got I got bets right now. We we have consensus odds uh, that I want to hit on. These are going to be league wide. We do have some Blazers mentioned uh, in some categories, not in others. Uh, one where they don't have any mention, obviously. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the yeah. year, Sprague. Uh, coincidentally enough. Uh, the Sacramento Kings, who the Blazers have already played in preseason and will play again on opening night. Davion Mitchell is the consensus number one. Uh, and I'm going to go with him. Uh, one, I don't I don't think this rookie class is that great. It's and a different type of rookie class. It's, 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 a, it's not a role star. player yeah, Exactly. Class. The role player rookie class, which could end up being great in, in a certain respect. But I went through this and I'm looking at the odds and I'm like, Chris Duarte has the third best odds. Is he really going to get a lot of shots? Yes, he's going to get time there. I, I believe he'll get the time. I just, I, I don't know who's anyways. My point is I think Davion Mitchell being as good as he's going to be defensively. He's a dog. Um, the way buddy healed is mopey. I could see Davion saying, screw you then let me play. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I think Davion Mitchell, he is the favorite, but it's plus 1938 it's right still now. Still not on, great on bet QL. Yeah. I, I would take Davion Mitchell. That's the guy I'm going to roll with. I'm not going to choose favorites in every one of these categories, but in the rookie of the year one, I'm going with the favorite. He looked really good against Portland. I think he's going to bring a lot of energy and excitement to their season. So I think he's going to be very good in Sacramento. I think they've, they've got themselves a real one, but they also have a real one at point guard and they have another real one at a two guard. And yeah. Davion's going to get mit- getting it minutes. There's no doubt about that. I don't know if he's going to get the minutes necessary to be impactful. I am going to go fourth on that board at almost plus four thousand. Mm, yeah, Mr. Wagner. Wagner, Wagner. Wagner. Franz Wagner is, um, I think, uh, a guy that because he's in Orlando and because you know he was a uh, a one and done kind of guy in college. I think people are going. Uh, I don't know. He's a player. He he's not mm. he's not his brother. He's he's not he's not Mo. I don't know. I watched him airball a big shot in a tournament. I thought, well, I don't want that guy on my team. Well, listen, I mean, we could run, we could spend a lot of time talking about ducks who struggle in tournaments. So, uh, oh, well, I'm sorry. Did I, did I, did I do that? <laughs> was that, was, I mean, which, wow. which, which Jordan Bell moment do you want me to go, go down? Wow. <laughs> he only got him to their first final four in like a hundred years. Jeez. I'm just saying. Just saying. Good uh, Lord, man. Shots fired. I listen, man. When I find my opportunities, I, I take them. Uh, I, I'm just not trusting a Wagner. Like, you can be Mo, I'll be Franz. We can be like the Wagner twins uh, listen, from SNL. We are dating ourselves way too much with that. Gonna you don't think you the listeners up. know that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our demographics do skew towards the 30 plus side, thankfully. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, Joey here says Jalen Suggs. I, I like Suggs. I really do. I, I really like Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes, uh, I like yeah. Jalen Green. I just don't know. I think those teams where they're going to play, 
they're buried, not necessarily buried. They're behind guys in Jalen Suggs. I think they're going to look at some other guys first before they turn the keys over to him. So who said that? What was the listener's name? Uh, Joey. So Joey, I just want to throw out, we're using BetQL, uh, which is the company I do a show with. I'll just, just for reference, Jalen Suggs is not even in the top like 12. In fact, Matt McClung, who just got put to the G League, <laughs> is higher on the odds boards than Jalen Suggs. If you can find Jalen Suggs and you believe it, go it's a, bet. It's it. a good place to go put some money. It's going to be one of the better value bets probably yeah. in the NBA period if you can find Jalen Suggs on the Rookie of the Year award. It's, and, it's be, and it's because he's got so much in front of him. They, they've got Fultz. They've got uh, Anthony. They've got guys that they're invested in that are also young that they need to make decisions on. And they're yeah. going to get heavy minutes. Scotty Barnes, I think, is going to be a very good player. But there's a bunch of six, seven, six, eight dudes in Toronto. Yeah. And unless Masai gives the directive to Nurse, like, hey, I want him out there. And I don't think Masai's ever going to be that guy where he's not going to trust his coach. Um, I think Scotty's going to get time, but not get real minutes. I look at at uh, Wagner or Wagner, and I go, I think he's going to get real minutes. That's that's why I'm leaning a little bit harder on him um, because you just need minutes to make it happen. All right, yeah. Let, let's get into uh, most improved, which I thought was a little surprising as far as um, take a wild guess as to which Portland Trailblazer has the best odds. Uh, the best odds. I, I'm. It's got to be Anthony Simons, it is not. right? Okay, I'm still scrolling. Uh-huh. I'm not seeing a blazer. Hold on. It's, what? Yeah, you got to it. <laughs> you do. You would never. You would never bet this. Uh, why would you bet that? I have no idea why CJ McCollum has better odds than anybody else in the Trailblazers for most improved. He's not going to even. He's not in the running. He's not. That's not possible. That is actually an impossible bet to win. I just I saw that and I was I was like, oh, I wonder where where Simon's at because if it's plus ten thousand. Yeah, if, when I saw that, I was like, you're talking about value bets. That's not a terrible one, Danny. He's behind Corkmoss. Like, mm-hmm. no, I. And he's uh, going to be given a real role this year, which that's that's good value right there. Yeah. I mean, that's delicious value because there are some players on this list like Car Anthony Towns is on this. Isaiah Stewart from Detroit is going to be. Come on, man! Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I was, I was hoping you hadn't gotten to that. But I didn't go all the way to the bottom. No, jeez, you, you've been hyping up uh, Jordan Poole a ton. Uh, yeah, I, I know that. Um, but are you taking Poole? I am not taking Poole. Who are you going with? I, I think Poole is a very good bet. Um, I was convinced of this a few months back, or maybe a month. I don't even know what time is anymore with COVID. Uh, I was convinced with a good friend of the show. I'm taking Darius Garland at Ooh. plus 2,200, 2,500, 3,400, depending on the book you're looking yeah. at. Consensus is 22, 23. Uh, I'm taking Darius Garland. I do think he's going to have a monster year. I think him, uh, Mobley, uh, Jared Allen. I, I'm, I love that trio. I, I know they're getting Windler back. So we finally get, they're going to throw Lowry out there at the three. I, I love it. I love it. I'm going Darius Garland as my most improved. I think that's a pretty good one. I'm actually going right next to you. I'm going OG Ananobi. I like that too. He's looked good in the preseason. They're, they're starting to call him the uh, the uh, young Kawhi, which mm. I'm a little surprised of. I, I get the yeah. demeanor and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I 
I'm a big OG guy. When that draft came around, and I, I know this is the 2017 draft that shall not be named, I said if the Blazers stood pat, OG was my number one. Go search the Twitter history, folks. It's there. I, yeah. I had OG rated incredibly high. Uh, he has developed more of a handle, more of a pull-up game. Uh, he has added things that I even I didn't think he would add. He, you see that step back shot he had the other night? Yeah, he's his off the bounce game uh, has grown tremendously, which is terrifying. Uh, but uh, Ananobi also at twenty two hundred, I think that's a, a pretty good uh, value. But on, on both ends, to be honest, moving in defensive player of the year, the Blazers do have one guy in here in Robert Covington, but he is yeah. buried, 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 buried down there. That's yeah. what I think the, uh, you know, kind of the position. That, it's a little bit interesting that, that Covington is that far down because I, I don't think he really has a chance. No, he's but, got zero chance. But I also was like, that's a little weird to see him that far down. Like it's. Well, I'm going through this list right now. I'm not seeing anybody he should be ahead of so far. There's, uh, a, there's a couple, but. Hold on. Let me get to him. How far is he like at the bottom, bottom? Oh, OK, there he is. Yeah. Okay, so he's 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 below LeBron. I put him above LeBron. LeBron's not going to exert that energy. He's not going to do that in the regular season. Porzingis isn't healthy. I don't know about Robert Williams. Yeah, hey, he could be ahead of a couple of his guys, yeah. but I I totally understand why he's kind of near where he is. Uh, this is a very top heavy pick. I don't know if you would go outside of the top eight candidates. Because no, that's that's by- funny because my, my my cutoff here is literally eight. After Draymond okay. is when I stop. Okay, so I'm taking the guy above Draymond right now. I'm Good going goal. with Bam Adebayo. I think he is going to have a monster year. I thought he had a monster year last year defensively. Um, he's one of the more sneaky defenders in the league for people who don't get to watch Miami Heat basketball. I like him better than Miles Turner. I like him better than Joel Embiid. Anthony Davis doesn't stay healthy. Ben Simmons is up, is frustrated. Gobert's not going to get that award again. So you're kind of looking at... You got too many people pissed off at him. I mean, you're kind of looking at Giannis and Draymond, in my opinion, if Bam stays healthy, of getting in the way. But I think Miami's going to be good this year. And yeah. I think they're well, going to be ran defense. on defense by Bam. Yeah. Their, their team defense is, is, is pretty nutty between yeah. uh, Lowry, Butler, and Bam. Yeah. You, you can pretty much plug and play any other two guys you want there because you got point of attack, help defense, rim protection, switchability, strength. Yep. They're they're a tough, 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 tough team. Um, I, am, I am going to go... Uh, this will probably forecast which way I'm going to go a little bit further. Giannis. Yeah, I love that pick. I, I, I love Giannis. We, we had a listener here earlier talk about, you know, the, the Bucks can take things easy. Uh, they they could. They're not. Um, Giannis has been an absolute nightmare uh, already in the preseason on both ends of the floor. Uh, he has looked incredible. and I've, Danny, he's shooting pull-up shots right now. Sh- you're giving it away. My God, You're giving it away! My God, <laughs> unbelievable. But yeah, I just I look at that, and it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I don't know, man. All right, sixth man of the year. How many defensive years uh, awards would that be for Giannis? Three or four? Three. Three, right? Yeah, because yeah. he has two. Uh, six man of the year. This is another one. Jordan Clarkson's probably going to win this thing again because, by God, Utah's going to have a lot of wins and he's going to come off and get absolute buckets. But it's kind of boring to say the favorites, is it not? It I mean, is. And I, I, I did, again, I did not take a favorite. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm curious to see where you go with this one. Uh, I'm going to give you one that I, I think is sneaky good. 
mainly because I think he's a borderline starter. I if Patty Mills, damn it, yes, yeah, you days. If Patty Mills stays as the sixth man, which is, you know, Nash is basically like over Kyrie now. We'll see what they do. Well, they could start Bruce Brown and then have as a defensive helper and then bring Patty off the bench is what I think they'll do. But if he, you know, if he stays in this category all year, I really like him. I thought L.A. or Brooklyn, and those are the two teams he was deciding against Mm -hmm. or or for. I thought whoever landed him was going to end up with a huge offseason acquisition. I was a little bummed he picked Brooklyn. I wouldn't have liked him to be on the Lakers either. He is a damn good basketball yeah. player, and I'm going to pick Patty Mills to be six man. Of the yeah, I, I was going with Patty as well because of the Kyrie situation. Uh, it's going to open up some opportunities where I think you could put him in a quasi Ginobili role, which um, I think he'll start some games. Yeah, but I think they'll go. You know what? Let's bring him off the bench and and just have him go ham, and you know we'll start Brown. And we'll put some more defense out there alongside, you know, just the greatest scorer in the NBA in, in KD, and then probably the one of the best uh, just point getters in general in James Harden, and let them kind of relax defensively during the regular season. Uh, I think it's going to be a situation where they just kind of walk through it, and I think that's that's yeah. a, that's a thing where I've seen a lot of people really excited about Tyler Harrow, like he's finally figured it out. He he, you know, he stopped chasing the IG model because he's got her basically locked up. Uh, that, that was the complaint that I heard a ton of is that he just didn't care about basketball and which, hmm. well, I mean, you're a 20 something kid with millions of dollars in Miami. Oh, I'm look, I'm not refuting that. He doesn't like chasing the ladies. I just, I don't, I don't know if I buy, he didn't care about basketball. I mean, he seems to really love basketball. I, again, th- these, this is what I had heard is that some of the frustration I had heard he was getting shopped around this last off, this last oh. off season yeah. because he wasn't really fully committed to it. And that's not really necessarily a shot at him. Um, I think uh, everyday fans would be a a little surprised to see how many guys behind the scenes are actually not all about basketball. Oh, 100% (laughs) on that. Yeah. I just, I kind of buy him as, and not to refute whoever told you that, but like, he's just one that strikes me that he does. I know he had a struggled a struggle bus season last mm-hmm. year, but it was weird to go from the bubble and be that yeah. big shot maker to what he was. But you see, did you see that comment that he says he should be in the same breath as as Luca and Trey? As yeah. Luca Trey, yeah. it's like uh, bump the brakes a little bit there, Tyler. I think he had a little bit of a uh, of a reckoning this last yes. season. I, I that's what that. I think happened, and I, I think he may have gave the illusion of being one of those guys you might have to worry about. And I think somebody got to him. That's what I think happened. And I, and he, he's back on, on this track of like basketball lifer kind of a deal. Yeah. Um, now it's the, the, the big, the big hammer MVP. And uh, speaking of, of blazers, uh, Mr. Lillard comes in with the sixth best odds and they aren't bad. 1343. Oh yeah. Uh, not bad at all. I, I, you know, I do this by process of elimination. LeBron is not going to do enough to win MVP. No, not in the regular season. I think he's also moved on. Like, I think last year he tried for it, and then his body couldn't hold up because he had just played in the bubble. Just not a reason, yeah. Yeah, Joel, I don't know. Like, I hope he stays healthy, but I'm not going to bank on it. KD, I actually think Harden is a better play than Kevin Durant in this bet. Um, Harden was their MVP before he suffered those injuries. Mm-hmm. Man, he was an absolute monster when Kevin Durant was injured. And they're gonna they're gonna rest KD when they can. Absolutely, as they should. Luke is a good bet. It's why he's number one. Yeah. But I just don't know how good Dallas really is. I'm not really a big fan of their roster. 
I'm going to go with a guy that's won this award already. He he still, for some reason, doesn't seem to get the love. Um, and it's it's the guy in Milwaukee. I think Giannis Antetokounmpo is not a dude that's going to win a championship and go, I'm good. I did it. I think he New- wants to reign supreme and he wants to cause hell on all of these players because we're still sitting here today. And when we talk about the best players in this league, Danny, he's thrown in the mix. But he's still like fourth on that list sometimes, and I just I'm baffled by that. So because I'm there's be a, a, a extreme amount of six eleven seven foot two hundred and sixty pound dudes who can dribble, pass, shoot, and defend. You know, there's a lot of those right. guys in the league. There's two. There's two. That's it. Yeah. It's LeBron and him. That's the list, and he's bigger than Braun. The only yeah, comp, the only comp I can think I can find for Giannis is Miami LeBron. When you're talking about the the ability and size and skill, it's the closest. But to to all due respect to Miami LeBron, he's not as skilled as that Miami. No, LeBron. but but that's still, but that's like that's close. that's it. Like when you're talking yeah. about, I don't think people realize just how big Giannis really is. And I'm not talking height, like build wise, he is an absolute monster. Oh, we saw those photos in the finals of draft night to Dude. going into last oh. year, and you're like, what? And it's I funny, have, they have him listed at 240. Yeah, no way. St- strong air quotes on the uh, 240. Um, I, I want. I wanted to have a different one here. Um, I, I could make a case for Luka. Yeah. If anything, I think this is the, the year that Luka finishes second, and it sets him up for next year of being the MVP. I think that's, And you that's, assume they make a big trade, too, to make the team better, because the team has yeah. to be good, I think, for Luka They've to get over They've got to be a fourth-seater better. Yeah. Because his numbers last year were all-world. Right. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. But I am going with Giannis for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. Uh, Giannis is hitting jumpers, folks. Pull-ups, post-spins, threes. He took a lot of BS out of his jump shot. Uh, did you see him at the free throw line yesterday? I missed the free throw stuff. I saw the, Done in I five seconds, chase. baby. Good for him. Five-second free it. throw. Yeah, just cleared his head. I don't know if he went and talked to a psychiatrist, a shot doctor, whatever. But he seems to have figured some stuff out. I would say, based on reading the book of Giannis, Giannis went in a gym and said, F this, yep. we're getting better in this area and that area. Because, look, there's no real mention of psychologists. He is as straightforward as it gets as a franchise guy. Mm-hmm. Give me the keys to the gym and let me Which work Which they've had my to kick him off. out of before. Absolutely. Uh, but let me go work. Like, let me go to work. He's never, he's never satisfied. Uh, honestly, outside of Dame... And I, I'll always be like a LeBron guy because of like, high school days. Yeah, Giannis is my favorite player in the league. No, I, I'm I'm right there with you. And I've I've loved him for a you know five years now. So I was really happy. I was rooting for him to win that chip. To see him do it was great. Mm-hmm. And I hope that they can repeat because I think them themselves not getting as much respect as you think a, a defending champion would. No, you're still well. If you know if KD hadn't had his toe on the line, and it's like. Did, did we just forget what he did in the finals? Did we just forget basically one of the best closing game box scores of all time in finals history? I mean, if it's not one of it's the best. It's, it's he, like he scored 50 points. He shot like 50% from the free throw line. And on that night, he missed like one or two. Yeah. I, I, unbelievable. He defensively, he just destroyed Phoenix that night. Wrecked Phoenix. He was a one-man just monster and it yep. was you saw what apex Giannis could be and that's a terrifying 
terrifying yeah. thing for the league, and everybody's like, meh, whatever. All right, now we're going to flip it back to the Blazers-related um, picks. By, by the way, can I ask you something yeah. real quick? Real quick? No, no, go. The Dame, the Dame bet. If you were to make the Dame bet, do you honestly see a path where Dame wins the MVP? Like a real path? Not some, he puts up great stats. And they're the five seed. Like, is there a conceivable way Damian Lillard wins the MVP? Yes, I, but it would involve literally cartoon-like things happening. Like, Dame would have to put up hard-nest numbers, which I don't ever see him doing because he's not. They're not gonna. The egalitarian offense is gonna pull the the box score numbers away. The Blazers would have to win probably 55, 56 games. Which would probably make them a one seed. I mean, yeah, seeds. you're you're talking top two seeds, <laughs> and <laughs> one of the favorites would have to get hurt. Like Giannis or Luca would have to get hurt, or have yeah. or, or you know fall to the side, or you know have something kind of happen in that regard. Uh, Joey asks, "Who gets Coach of the Year?" That oh, one, I don't think is necessarily. Uh, there wasn't even odds for it when I looked. I don't see it. It's not on right now. On At least on BetQL, they don't have that available. Well, I don't think there's consensus odds, and I think that's why. Because I think only a couple books have odds, and that's because of so much volatility in coaching. There are seven players above Jokic, and I'm not saying he's going to repeat. He's not going like, to repeat. He, there's like, there's I, zero potential. I, I, I get that. He, he's not flashy. He's not appealing yeah. to people. Some people call him boring, whatever. That, doesn't that seem a bit disrespectful? Seven players above him? So it does and it doesn't because narrative matters with the MVP, whether we want to talk about it or not. And his narrative, while fun and goofy, doesn't keep traction over the top, you know, the top of the NBA. Damian but I Lillard. can make a better case for him than Dame. Can you? Yeah. N- Narrative-wise? Oh, yeah, because here's the thing. I, I, I don't on. disagree. He's He's all the things I just described, but he just won the award. If his stats are the same or slightly better and they're winning without Murray, why would somebody not go, well, Jokic is my third. Jokic is my fourth. Jokic is my second. Like, and the injury bug's real. Like, if KD doesn't play enough games, he's not going to get it. Harden could be canceled out by KD. I think that's the Um, reality in that situation. Steph is always going to get some shine, but if they're not good, he's not going to win it as an eight seed, nine seed. Dame, it's hard for me to see him doing it in Portland. Like... Luca's team, there's a chance that Jokic's team is better than Luca's team. And if his numbers are the same or better, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I wouldn't make the, the Jokic, but I'm just saying he just won the award. And we did this with Giannis. Giannis won it. We're like, ah, okay, he won it. He won it again. So yeah. I think there's an ability for Jokic to do that with Murray being out. I, I agree, like in the ethereal sense of it, it being possible. But when I look at it, I just... Everybody I talk to in the media, like, oh, I like Jokic, but like, there's always a but. There's always some caveat. Of, well, well, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, it's Wasn't that of, there last year, though, and then he just did it? He just won it because they're like, well, shit, I think we have to give it to and, him. Well, here's the thing. If if Embiid played 10 more games, it he never has a chance. Right, yeah. Embiid, Embiid was, walks away with that award. God, he was good. And the thing is, that's where like, I think it was the perfect set of circumstances. Denver or, or um, Denver had enough wins basically at that time. They're like, oh, you know, it's the final whatever games. They didn't have Murray, you know. It, but up until that point, they were nuts. They were they were a great team. The Mavericks were kind of in this middling spot. The Warriors were bleh. I mean, you know, they yeah. they shut it down. So you just start knocking guys down. The Blazers struggled. You know, they're playing with their you know. 
uh, second and third best players out. So, and they couldn't really figure it out, which, yeah, no kidding. I think you, you started to see like the rise of like Donovan Mitchell getting a little bit of shine and Nikola Jokic getting a little bit, like you saw some like Trey Young getting a little bit of shine. You started yeah. getting that next generation of guys. Yep. But I still don't think that they're openly accepting about how, how much they're, they're willing to let the big goofy seven foot white guy from Denver repeat. He, he does. There's there's no refuting. He suffers from Tim Duncanitis. Yes, and, he's not interesting on a national or international level. And by the way, that is almost disrespectful to the best power forward slash center because mm -hmm. he really was of all time. But uh, that's that's a real thing. Like you're boring. Not a lot of people are like. Oh, I'm gonna go home Friday night. I'm gonna watch Nikola Jokic. It's like I I want to do that. Yeah, but. How many people really want to do that? That's the thing. It's, he's an a incredible player, but it just, for whatever reason, doesn't translate. I think we know the reason. Um, Blazer-related. Yeah. Uh, actual pick. How many wins do the Blazers get? Oh. This is this is the, the official win prediction for the team. Do you want me to go first on this one? I mean, you seem like you want to go first. So well, go I don't know. You you had you had a look of like I I need to think about this for a second. Well, I mean, I you didn't kind of catch me off. I didn't know we were doing the blazer stuff today. Um, well, just, the, just, like just, you, just 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 this one. You look like you have an erection for your answer, so I'm gonna let well, you I'm go not even, first. I'm not even that. I'm just I, I I wanted to know if like you wanted me to take a step back. Listen, man, I haven't even popped a little blue pill yet. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Chew it and do it, baby. Uh, go ahead. I'm at forty-seven. 47 wins. The over-under is what right now? 44, 43? 40, 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Okay. Uh, I will take the over of that. I will say 44. Oh, so you're under me. 47 is pretty aggressive. I mean, to 50 wins for this team would be... That would exceed my expectations by quite a bit. Again, 50, 50 is a number I don't go up to. 50, but I, but I think that... Number. There's a coin toss between 43 and 47, in my opinion. I'll say 45, final answer. Okay. So 47, 45. Yeah. Uh, Kirk here says 42. They're not finishing under 500 without injuries. I think we're we're, we're uh, at that point. Well, injuries I, I think we, I think we just laid out a case that they could. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joey says, I'm still sticking with 52. I've said it with, with before preseason. I'm going to still stick with 52. Hey, stick with it, Joey. That'd be a hell of a year. I'll yeah, tell you right now. Uh, Brady, uh, Blazers could use the blue pill. Uh, <laughs> you're not wrong. They definitely couldn't do it, Blazers. They, they definitely go. needed to uh, get up for a game. That's, that's, uh, but I'm dumb. Uh, Just, I think it's the, the, uh, the dad that was joke. An awful, that was an awful dad joke. You like that? that? Was, uh, no, <laughs> I didn't. No, I hated it. All right, uh, we'll get out of here on that, guys. That was kind of a, a quick a league-wide preview. Uh, we will be back uh, Sunday for the mailbag slash preview pod. Tomorrow, we have Samus Fendiari from the Light Years podcast on the pregame show before the game. Join us at 5 o'clock. Uh, then we will have, obviously, the postgame show immediately following the game on, on a sweet, sweet Friday evening to tie a bow on the postseason. Remember, we will, uh, or they will, we they will have uh, quite a few guys out. No Damian Lillard, no Anthony Simons, no Cody Zeller. Uh, quite a few guys are uh, are sitting this one out, only Dame for rest. So, uh, again, thank you guys so, 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 so very much. Like, rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Uh, help us grow the show. And in all seriousness, without you guys, this doesn't happen. And it's crazy. I, I don't think I mentioned it in the postgame yesterday. Thank you guys for getting us to 1,500. 
1500 oh, I, on yes. YouTube uh, are uh, unique downloads on uh, on the uh, podcast stuff is about three times that. So thank you guys so very much. Uh, I really appreciate you. And uh, we we Danny. Yes, we thank you. That's 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 the collective pronoun. We, we. Want here. we, we <laughs> no. really appreciate you. Uh, no, the support has been really awesome. Um, we're having a lot of fun doing this. So, you know, again, we're going to have points this year where the comments are going to call me dumb. They're going to call you dumb. Mm, 100%. We're or we're going to agree and we're all just going to sit here in misery together or happiness and have happy tissues. But uh, the start of this thing could not have gone better. And without you guys, we wouldn't do this at all. So thank you so much for the interaction, for the subscribing, for the reviews, the rates, wherever that stuff is. Because Danny controls it and he's got it locked up with the key. Um, we do thank you sincerely. It I share it with Sprague, guys. I'm sitting in a Harry Potter closet in my house to do this because I love to talk about basketball. Mm-hmm. I could do an hour every week on the NBA, little on the Blazers. Um, so thank you so much for the support because it, it truly does mean a lot. And uh, it's going to be a, a very interesting year. There's either going to be some people that are like, I told you, idiots, 52 wins. Or they're going to go, Danny, you said they couldn't finish below 500, and yet here we are. God, that's a depressing timeline. Well, I'm just saying, it could go either way. It's a coin flip, really. <sighs> well, I, lo- on, I love you. On that bit of optimism, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thank you all so very much. Remember, tomorrow at 5 o'clock, Sam Svendiari from the Light Years Podcast. Blazers Warriors tip off tomorrow at 7? It might be seven. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's seven. Yeah, I, th- I thought it was seven in the preseason. Everything is. Yeah, I think uh, it's. Yeah. We'll end on this. Uh, Daniel Schomburg says Sprague is Dobby. Ouch. <laughs> you guys know I don't like the movie, and then you just name me that character. Oh, Dobby Sprague. Oh, no, I'm thinking of uh, Schmeagel. Yeah, I, I'll be Dobby. Good God, you just got Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings mixed up. You're gonna piss off the nerds. I'm sorry. It was a mistake. <laughs> I love Dobby. I almost cried when he got killed. That was a sad moment. It it was a very sad moment. Anything for Harry Potter. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you all so very much. We will... It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.